Prince Trap by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Funk and Roll, and that is all one word in capital letters, uh, from Plectrum Electrum, which again, all one word, or also from Artificial Age. Uh, recorded July 2013 at Paisley Park and released at first on the 18th of September 2014, um, and then, you know, obviously, uh, like two weeks later on Artificial Age, uh, I think it was the, the Third Eye Girl version that was released first. Uh, on the track, you have Prince and Third Eye Girl, and you also have Joshua Welton. So probably, I think maybe the one of the rare times that uh, husband and wife are actually on a track on this one. Uh, the track is either 4 minutes 9 if you're listening to the, I'm going to call it the original version, uh, or 4.07 if you're listening to the Artificial Age remix version. And joining me to talk about today is Josh Norman. Hello, Josh. Hey, Darren. It's great to be with you. Now, uh, for a genre, I guess we'll 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 kind of start with the, the original version on Plectrum Electrum, uh, which, you know, is the, the climax of the album. Right. Um, and as with a lot of stuff that's on Plectrum Electrum, it is, you know, like a rock track, um, you know. And then, uh, don't ask me why, but for some reason, <laughs> Prince decided uh, that he would put a remix of the same song on Artificial Age, which is really weird because the remix starts pretty much the exact same way. Right. And then, like... 30, like 25 seconds in or something kind of turns into this completely different like song although keeping this same vocal line i think from prince yeah i think um, so um on both yeah but just the, the background of it is just treated completely differently uh so in in that case it kind of um i don't know i don't know what genre that that remix is in i guess maybe you could say r&b uh if you were to pick um uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's what it's whatever Joshua Welton's remix wants to be, whatever genre that is. Yes, it's a it's a Weltonism. Uh, I I don't know. I I think obviously you know the the involvement of Joshua Welton is something that I think a lot of Prince fans have certain opinions on, uh, in terms of <laughs> Artificial Age and Hit and Run Part One, and I don't know. I look. I I think his influence on Prince was you know notable. You know, probably the first time since. I don't know, maybe like his debut album, where Prince had kind of given co-production credit to somebody other than, uh, you know, occasionally I think like um, uh, like Tony M or Kirk Johnson would occasionally get like a, a co-producing credit on the odd remix or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Kirk Johnson would get like credit for programming or something. Um, but it was it like Prince had basically hadn't shared a, a co-production credit with anyone since he was kind of forced to by warners on his first album right Uh, so it's interesting that prince like invited joshua welton in and you know put him on an equal footing and and gave him that kind of credit um and you know i think for some prince fans they weren't happy with that but i you know uh we've talked many times about kind of like claustrophobic prince and prince kind of getting trapped in the studio just you know doing the same thing over and over again and uh and i think having joshua welton on board for these last couple of albums uh, stops that from kind of you know uh, kind of happening here you know like it, it kind of opens out the last couple of albums and also the fact that Prince was willing to kind of take like a song like Funk and Roll and just kind of I don't know mostly hand it over to Joshua Welton and say you know do what you want with it and and then kind of just put that as like a, another track on the next album that came out <laughs> like yes. it's such a it's such an odd move that for Prince to do um, you know and, and uh, you know, well, I mean, I will say straight away that I I prefer the Plectrum Electrum version. When I listen to the two versions, that's the one that I almost like. If I'm going to listen to a version of this song, that's the version I'm going to go. With. I am right there with you. Like I said, I like you said, I would consider that one the original version, the band version, and then the other one 
is, uh, you know, Joshua Walton kind of taking it and putting his own thing behind Prince's vocals. Um, and, you know, I, I what I love about this song in particular, um, and this is probably one of my favorite songs on the, you know, on, on this particular album, is uh, is Prince's vocals. Like, I, you know, I think that's maybe where the, where the remix doesn't, I don't know, I know some people who don't like the remix as much as the original, like by quite a large margin. Um, but I, I think I think the strength of it is um, Prince's Prince's vocal. So, you know, when you get this kind of this opening with the finally beloved we meet at last, you know, like just the particular I love the rhythm of the words in this song yes. as well. You know, like I, I think just the way Prince sings them, that kind of like like that kind of that kind of rhythm. I don't know. It's it's throughout the entire song and it's just really strong on every line and just the way that Prince delivers the lines um, and just I don't know that kind of slight rasp that he has in his voice. Uh, as if he's kind of like pushing his vocals just a little bit more than normal and kind of, I don't know, look, it almost feels like Prince is uh, trying to, I don't know, trying to fit in with this younger band that he has. You know, sure. He has these three young women and it feels like he's pushing himself just a little bit to kind of be like, to kind of keep up with them. Um, and I kind of love that. Also, the thing that misses that we miss from the, the remix is, you know, the wonderful kind of like bass stuff that's in this. It's got like a wonderful kind right. of funky bass line going on. And, you know, some of the kind of drum stuff. It's weird that, <laughs> that Joshua would remix his wife off of a song, basically. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I, like, I think the contribution from Third Eye Girl on this track can't be kind of undersold because I think, uh, you know, that kind of the backing that they give to Prince's vocals, uh, I think, you know, I, I really kind of enjoy. And I like as well that Prince, I don't know. It feels weird that he's trying to invent this thing where he's like, you know, let's funk, let's roll. It's like instead of rock and roll or instead of, I don't know, whatever funk is meant to be paired with. Yeah. Uh, but it's just him, him kind of coming up with his own kind of um, pairing of funk and roll. Um, and particular when you have like that opening kind of riff, uh, which in, you know, the Plectrum Electra version kind of, um, I think it's kind of after every chorus, it kind of comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then know. repeats multiple times at the end too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just before they get to that kind of uh, like the kind of chanting at the end, um, you know, I just I mean, I love all of that stuff. And I think that's probably why I like the remix slightly less, just because it takes away some of the kind of musicality that's in the song and some of the kind of, you know, the, you know, basically Prince and the band kind of showing off what they can do. And I think to kind of lose all that just to have this kind of uh, this kind of like dance beat behind it, it just feels really odd as like a choice. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I, I love the original version so much, this kind of like rock version, um, even though obviously rock is the one word that's missing from the title. Yes. Um, you know, in this particular case. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I just I just think that the kind of the, the, the delivery that Prince gives is one of the kind of big selling points for me. And that's why even in the remix, where you still get Prince's voice, even though I think Joshua Welton has kind of treated it just a little bit so it doesn't quite sound the same. Uh, but you can still hear that kind of rasp coming through. And like I say, it feels like he's trying to keep up with, with Third Eye Girl, which, you know, shows how shows how kind of good they had gotten. Yeah, I agree. And the vocal treatment, I guess, has got a little hint of Camille to it also, which I always love. Um, so it kind of has this live feel and the Camille effect on Prince's vocal uh, is what draws me to the plectrum or electrum version more the parts i do like about the uh the remix version is there's this kind of repeating bassy electronic sound between each of prince's verses that is like this 
sound that uh, I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting, uh, but the entire thing um, does kind of get buried in uh, that Joshua Welton sound that you can hear throughout uh, Artificial Age and a little bit on Judith Hill's Paisley Park or MPG album, too. Uh, it all kind of has that same Joshua, I don't know, remix feel to it that um, I don't mind overall. And, you know, his edition, like you said, is kind of polarizing, but it does bring something different and unique um, and kind of gets Prince back into inviting very young, sort of unproven talent into his realm so he can, you know, serve as a mentor to them, you know, at that point more than ever before. But that was something he had done throughout his career. He didn't go out and pick proven talent necessarily. He went out and found people who happened to be accessible and he saw something in them that he thought he could, you know, nurture. And I would say that, you know, the times that he has worked with like established talent in the past, uh, the results have not always been, you know, uh, kind of that sensational. Like, you know, the, the usually, you know, if he works with, you know, someone, uh, someone who's kind of firmly established like Stevie Wonder mm -hmm. or Madonna, yeah. it feels like you kind of end up getting, you know, kind of like a, a, I don't know, like they never feel like they bend to Prince's will enough to kind of fit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, you don't, it doesn't really seem to enhance anything. Whereas when Prince has got someone who can kind of contribute ideas, um, it does feel like it kind of takes him in slightly different directions. And also, you know, like from, from, you know, 2010 through to, um, you know, Plectrum, Electrum and Artificial Age, there was like a four year gap basically, uh, between those. And you have to feel that the involvement of, you know, uh, Third Eye Girl and, and Joshua Welton was probably one of the things that kind of pushed Prince back into the studio to kind of put some new material out and probably, uh, you know, I don't know how he was feeling in like 2011, 12, but I'm thinking probably after like, I don't know, quite a, quite a long unbroken run of, of records. That four year gap is possibly the biggest in his career yes. in terms of, you know, between albums. Mm -hmm. And it, and it feels like maybe, he was motivated to kind of go back to the studio because he had this fresh blood and these new ideas. And maybe, you know, if, if he hadn't have met them, maybe we probably wouldn't have got another album before his death. You know, you don't, you don't know what would yeah, happen. That's but, true. Um, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I do kind of like the, you know, like the chorus to this is just, you know, like kind of the kind of call and response thing of, you know, let's funk, let's roll, let's get it turned up, get out of control. You know, like the usual kind of like party anthem right. type stuff. Um, but I kind of, I do kind of love some of the, 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 like the, the way that Prince sings some of the lyrics in the verses, uh, where you have, you know, particularly like the, you know, uh, whether you come in by a bus or a train, shade throwers hating cause they going insane. <laughs> it's like wonderful kind of, you know, million dollar party to the nickel and dime, another mother further, you're committing a crime. So again, Prince censoring himself yes. there, uh, for, you know, a word that obviously 20 years earlier, he would have had like a hit Correct. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I like that little call out as well. Cause I think mother further is the, I can't remember the band now who had like a, there was like a song that had that as the title, mother, mm -hmm. mother further. Um, so he, you know, I like that, but I, I also kind of like the, you know, the only, the only way less to the breaker down, down, down. <laughs> is to put your phone down. Yeah. To put your phone down and get your party on. And I just love the, who you're going to call when it's obvious dear everyone, you know, is rocking in here. Like, so this, 
I don't know, like this kind of thing of like, you have no friends other than the people that are in this room. Why are you on your phone? <laughs> yeah. Is such a kind of like Prince way, you know, it isn't like a kind of crotchety old man being like, you know, young kids in these phones. It's basically him saying, there's no reason for you being on that phone because all of your friends are literally in this room. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, just, and there's no else, no, no other better place to be. Yeah, so just kind of, you know, party with these people in this room and that's, you know, the best thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like, I just, I just kind of, you know, the verses, like I said, they're not saying like a huge amount, but I do kind of, I do like this, this kind of, uh, this kind of just party vibe that Prince is bringing. And, uh, like I said, I think the remix then kind of takes a little bit away from that kind of, like you say, there is like a live band feel to this song. Um, you know, and obviously Prince has picked this as the climax of Plectrum Electrum. So, you know, yeah. to then take that and remix it and put it on another album, and then just basically have it be just another track, um, you know, before there's, there's there's like another few tracks after it. It kind of takes yeah. away from the importance of the song. Like the, this is meant to feel like the culmination of this this song by the, you know, this this album by this band. And then, you know, it gets remixed and stuck on another album as just like another track, you know, between a couple of other songs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I, I don't think, you know, that, I think maybe that's one of the reasons why people were... Also, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of stuff on Artificial Age, like, it's meant to feel like, you know, like some kind of concept album, like, you know, from the from the opening track, you know, through to like right. Affirmation 3, it feels like there's meant to be some kind of structure there. So to take this song that we know is on another album and was the climax of that album, and then try and put it into this kind of, um, this kind of very loose, I'll say, concept album, it just feels like, well, if, you know, if this was part of the concept, why was it already you know on another album mm -hmm. you know so it I, yeah. it just kind of plays down the importance of its place on the other album and also the idea of this being a you know like artificial age being like a concept album um and also i will admit it did take me a while to get that what prince was doing with the whole artificial age thing because him spelling it as art official i was just like what is that meant to mean like a f official art what's <laughs> like so it took a uh, while before yeah. someone said it out loud and I was like, oh, okay, all right. All right, Prince, I get it. Yeah. But even that, right. like even having a title like that where you have to say it out loud to kind of get what he's saying, again, it feels like it's playing into some kind of concept that Prince had. And then just to throw this song in there is just like, you know, track number 11 out of 13. It just, it feels like a little bit of a waste. It's like, well, you know, you could have put another song there. You could have spent another four minutes with a different song and you know yeah easily yeah. easily um so i will say this i will say for me uh the plectrum electrum version i will say five out of five i love it you know i think it's a great way to finish the album you know i'm a big fan of everything on 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 you know the third eye girl did on plectrum electrum um you know my, i think you know i said it a few times but i think the biggest regret is that if prince had lived a few more years maybe we would have got like two or three other third eye girl albums like that would have like that maybe would have been his side project so he could have skirted around the idea of just releasing one album a year or whatever his contract with warner brothers was that he'd gone back to um so i would have looked forward to that like you know seeing what they would have done um you know but yeah i mean i i just i just love you know i love the the sound that they had and you know the, how tight they were as a group and you know everything like the snl performance just proves it for me that you know if prince had kind of been able to do a bit more stuff with them then i would have you know it just kind of robs us of what would have been you know really great kind of you know really great kind of songs um and you know funk and roll is a song that prince you know performed with them many times you know over the kind of right. two or three years that they were together because you know obviously it's a staple of their set 
Um, but for the remix, I will say three out of five. I feel like on a different day, I would say two out of five. But I think three out of five. I think, you know, it's not I think it's not as bad as some people, you know, some Prince fans would would probably say, you know, I, I think okay. I think it's a solid enough remix and you still get Prince's voice in there. You just kind of end up losing the band, you know, and that's the that's the thing yeah. that really sells the song to me. Right. Um, I'm maybe on the slightly lower side than you are for the original version. I'm like you. It is one of my favorite songs from Plectrum Electrum, and I enjoy most of that album. I'm not so wild about Hannah as a lead vocalist um, on some of the songs, uh, but the songs with Prince uh, front and center I thought were were great. So for the Plectrum Electrum version, I'm about a four out of five. I do enjoy it, listen to it a lot, love the Camille thing, like the... Uh, oh, no, you didn't, when we get the false ending and then it repeats a couple more times and you kind of hear Prince humming the tune as the song fades out behind him, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, for the remix on Artificial Age, I'm more in the two range. It is probably my least favorite song off of that album. Um, I miss the uh, the band feel and it just feels very mechanical and kind of uh, by the numbers remix to me. I, don't, I just didn't think there was anything special about it. Yeah, and uh, you know, Warner Brothers did use this as one of the the kind of promotional things. They did like a little kind of lyric video. Obviously, lyric videos being really big around the time that this album came out. So they yeah, inex inexpensive to make. Yeah, so they went with the lyric video, and there is a really good performance as well on the Arsenio Hall show, which you know kind of shows yes. showcases the the kind of the the interplay between the band. Um, you know, it, it, like the thing that I, I've loved about Third Eye Girl was that it felt like Prince had spent, you know, like a year or so with them kind of getting them ready. And so when they were doing public performances, they were, you know, very much like on the same level as Prince. Uh, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, you feel with like some of the other bands that Prince had had, you know, he'd taken competent musicians and just kind of relied on them to kind of catch up to him instead of like spending, you know, like six months or something rehearsing with them. And, you know, a lot of them kind of would have had to come on while he was touring or something. And they just kind of have to know the songs and start to. And I feel like spending time with Third Eye Girl as a band really helped when they, they did like a number of public you know appearances to promote this, uh, you know, this album. Um, you yeah. Know, so, I mean, I just, you know, I just really enjoy you know the whole kind of thing with third eye girl um you know and like i've said many times before they're still together the three of them you know they're still you know they're still out there there's no reason why they couldn't i guess there might be a reason why they couldn't call themselves third eye girl you maybe know? yeah there's, yeah you know, there's... yeah they might have to call themselves the original three or something <laughs> yes uh or i don't know e deluxe uh yeah so yeah. <laughs> they might have to go with a different name but yeah if that you know if if there was a point at which you know the remaining members were like we're gonna tour and we're gonna just do you know plectrum electrum beginning to end I think I'd be tempted to kind of buy a ticket just to, you know, see them together, um, you know, performing these songs, you know, because like I sure. said, these are, you know, this is of the kind of late era print stuff, you know, obviously we're only four albums from the end, but I still feel like, you know, this is still some of the, he's still putting out really good stuff, you know, like there was no slowing yep. down in terms of Prince's output. So, um, yeah, I feel like we said about as much as we can about both versions of Funk and Roll. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? Thanks, Darren. Uh, I co-host another Prince-related podcast with my wife. It's called The Mountains and the Sea. We pick a uh, era of Prince music and talk about 
proper albums and associated artists, B-sides, remixes, unreleased material from that era, and pick the highs, the mountains, and the lows, the sea, um, and then argue about who's right and who's wrong. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast, um, and our podcast is available for free everywhere you get your pods. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter for Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks as well for being my guest here, uh, Josh. Keep funking and keep rolling, Darren. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.